Welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday morning. And since it's Tuesday, you know it. Andrew Dambina is back with us. Andrew, good morning to you. How are you doing? Good morning to you, Noreen. I'm well, thanks. I'm appreciating this dip in the temperature. Are you, or is it not your thing? Yeah, no, it's not my thing. I get cold oh. so easily. I'm a, you know, I've oh. got a cold tin heart, so it gets, well, it gets to me. Well, I know you're a bit of a, you are a bit of a kind of hard, hard-nosed colleague to work with, I've got to say, <laughs> listeners. She's a nightmare. But anyway, but you know, it's really, uh, you know, don't be fooled by the blubber that I have surrounding me. It's really, it gets really cold in the studio. And I have to say, I'm a bit of a lizard, lizard. Um, Yeah, well, I mean, it's cold in the studio. It is. Um, it's. Um, it really is kind of. There's a lot of machinery in there that needs to be kept cool, uh, but but that has a, that has an effect on the presenter, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. I'm looking at my hands, and the veins are popping out from the. But anyway, um, it is quite nice because I, I do like walking down um, to Lokfu for lunch occasionally, and it's nice mm. that you know you're not sort of sweating it out too much. Yeah, that's a plus. Speaking of plus. lunch, you sent mm. over some wonderful pictures for us. I, I've, well, I've put them on the Facebook. Um, right. It's tasty looking. Let's talk through some of these. And the first one that I've got on there, which is a lot of dishes, different shapes, different colours, and it's from a Spanish restaurant. But it's not this restaurant that I wanted to focus on in question, so I won't even bother mentioning the name. But it is one restaurant of many that's taking part in something that I don't know if you know about, Noreen, but the listeners may not, um, or some of the listeners may not, that there is a promotional event going on right now until the end of this month, which is called Chill Eat. Uh, well, we talked, we talked about a chill. You can warm up and eat, I reckon, with some of the meals on offer here. It's a collaboration between a web uh, portal and business that uh, is called Dining City uh, that people may be aware of. Uh, it's, it's, well, Dining City Hong Kong, of course, is looking after the one in our own SAR, but it does have some presence around the region. And what it does is it's a platform that works with companies, well, with restaurants and bars, mostly restaurants, to get a few times a year uh, a week or two of really reduced uh, meal, meal prices. Normally it has to be said that it's not just going in and getting a reduction off one dish. So it kind of it's a win-win for both the consumer and for the restaurant, I think, because it gives people the chance to get a, a, a multi-course meal, usually about three courses, unless it's Spanish tapas or dim sum or some of the other cuisines that have small plates of food, then it's kind of more courses. But, but it's the equivalent of, let's say, a three-course meal um, in some restaurants. So you'd have a starter, a main, and a dessert. Sometimes they throw in a drink. And uh, it's, I, I, I have actually, when, I, when this launched, I would say it was around 2013 or so in Hong Kong. Um, it's something that I have enjoyed personally, uh, sometimes going out with Mrs. D and, uh, and my son when he was in Hong Kong for a nice meal. And you get about 30% off what the price would be if you were ordering those a la carte from the place. Um, but right now, it's working in tandem with the HKTB, the Hong Kong Tourism Board, to do an extended version. Um, it's another one of these... Um, sort of attracting, uh, you know, bit better businesses in the evening, yeah. getting people to go out and about to spend. Yeah, Exactly. 
it's a it's a it's um you know it's a, it's another one like night vibes and and other uh you know the markets that have been that have been going on around mm-hmm. town that we've mentioned yeah. before this one is um is uh yeah it's, it's a collaboration and it's a great idea because hktb is giving it a lot of presence on its website as well and is trying to attract tourists that are coming here to hong kong but uh, but most of all, uh, I think it's great for us residents to know because it's something that's going on a lot longer. So previously, when when um, Hong Kong, when Dining City Hong Kong started, it was really just for a few days. That's going back to um, about 10 or so years ago. Uh, then they've managed to do it more and more. I'd say it is about three times a year normally, but this one month thing, I recommend checking it out because the lunches start from 150 upwards and dinners um, start from 199 upwards. I'll be straight with you and tell you that there are far fewer from that starting point. There are far more which are middle to higher end places. But should any listeners have uh, cause for a birthday or other celebration or just take advantage as i did when this thing first started and until now to just um have a splurge that you might not uh do that often because you're getting it at better prices and that's why i sent that picture which was from one of the participating restaurants they're all across hong kong um not that it's not just the usual central and soho scene it's it's across hong kong lots in kowloon new territories a couple on uh, outlying islands but not that many unfortunately but um but I, I hope they improve that in future years. Um, but yes, 30% off, and they are set meals. Check out what is available at this website address, Chill Eat. So that's C H I L L Eat, or one word. Dot Dining City, or one word. Dot H K. So Chill Eat. Dot Dining City. Dot H K. And if you just put in Dining City H K, you'll find it. It'll come up because mm, there's a I'm just massive promotion that's on right speak. now. Whoa, yeah, yeah. do. Do bear in mind, please, listeners and everyone, that um, that very few of them include a, uh, a glass or a cup of some kind of drink. Uh, some of them do, though. So look around. You know, you can <clears throat> expect that if you're, uh, of course, you can order uh, tap water. Nothing wrong with that. But you can, um, but you can find some that do have drinks included. But I would say most of them, it's uh, courses uh, of, of, of an average of about three plus. You need to add 10% service charge to that. So make sure you read the terms and conditions. There's nothing really hiding, but don't expect it's just that price that you see, including a drink and service, is not. Okay, but it's still really great deals. So that's that. And uh, moving on to something out of Hong Kong now, uh, where I sent you, Noreen, I know you put it on Facebook here, um, a basket of healthy food. And um, I don't know if you recognise the sticker that's on uh, some of those items in that basket. Do you, Noreen? Not sure if you've had a chance to look at that. Yeah. But, uh, um, the basket of... Uh, wait, the, the, the ones in the basket or the ones... Yeah. Yes. I, yes, yes, stuff. yes. I have had some of them. Yeah. Do you, do you, but those blue... I don't know. You might have seen those blue stickers that are on some of them, which are star ratings because... No, I've never um, seen the star rating ones. Oh. Yes. Well, they're not. They're, they're not. Yeah, they're not a Hong Kong thing. They are from somewhere that I know you've spent a bit of time <laughs> now and then, and that is Australia, mate. Sure thing. Sure so, thing. That, that brilliant. Uh, that was a great accent. Uh, I, I wouldn't. Thought, I can't thought, even thought, do it. Taken my phone for a moment there. From, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the uh, well, basically, Australia is has just launched um, uh, figures on health and wellness products, including foods that are that, that are that are grown and farmed in Australia, uh, as well as its own um, Aussie-made health supplements, uh, and more and more sustainable products which it creates and also does a lot of export alternative protein you know we've talked about this quite a lot that's the um the mock meat but also other protein formulas and powders that more and more people are taking who are into uh having some kind of exercise or fitness regime um and it will become by 2030 it was announced at the end of last week uh an australian in australian dollars 25 billion Australian um, market per year, uh, and that in Hong Kong dollars, that's 124.2 billion market every year by 2030. So that's a massive amount of money to be made from um, domestic and overseas sales of Australian um, uh, health and wellness foods and um, nutritional supplements. So that's, uh, that was announced by a senior economic advisor uh, from the government in uh, the Australian National Science Agency that, uh, that spoke of this going more than half of the total amount of all Australian food and non-alcoholic drink produced. 54% wow. is going to account for by 2030, which shows, I mean, we've spoken about this a lot in different countries or on a global scale about how much more the um the emerging middle class i mean you know they all everyone took a battering during covid and uh for a few years but prior to that and it's coming back now that the you know that people have more disposable income people are more aspirational there are more opportunities for people um in, in modern society to make money and to spend it in a thoughtful way um, in ways that show transparency of foods, people are asking more questions about foods and uh, and also open and able to spend more on nutritional supplements to supplement um, organically grown food and uh, transparently um, uh, tracked food as mm. well so that's that's something which is being uh, shown in those projections there uh, officially in australia um, the uh, the biggest trend thought to be uh, even bigger by 2030 in this study which was uh, which was published um, at the end of last week is um, the opportunity within uh, the health and wellness trend for uh, personalized nutrition they think that this is going to be uh, on the increase by 19% between now and 2030 which means that you can tailor make your uh, your edible products, whether they are grown in Australia as in a basket of food and drink or whether they are um, smart foods, which are nutritional supplements, which will be more and more in powdered form. That, that's, what's, mm. that's what they're saying over there. And um, a lot, a lot, yeah, as I say, a lot of what is being made and part of the profit that I mentioned earlier on into the billions there is through selling to uh, Asia-Pacific, the region that we here in Hong Kong are in, well, so is Australia in the Asia-Pacific, and that the demand is going to go up. And they've been doing more and more to promote Australian uh, projects uh, uh, for food and supplements in 
2023 this year. Alternative protein market is expected to increase by 5% uh, per year between now leading up to 2030, both in Australia and in its exports. So these are really very impressive uh, figures. It seems that, uh, and I mean, in the news, I suppose, we've been hearing that, uh, you know, fingers crossed relations with uh, mm. between China, which is a massive market for Australia. I wonder how much this was taken into consideration um, in in those figures, because there mm. have been there has been a you know warming reported for certain um, products, products yeah. especially alcohol and meat, which and have lobsters. Been, yeah, that's right, yeah. lobster and some some other shellfish as well, yeah. which have been sort of on hold for a while. So perhaps it's taking some of those in mind. Not sure. Moving on to another theme, um, another picture that I sent to you, Noreen, um, was a few bowls of rice. And, um, sure, you, sure. Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, can you can you identify the flag that's uh, that's in there? Noreen loves a little quiz on air. H- hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hello. Oh, you, okay, okay. Well, look, I won't ask it again. Um, but it's uh, it's the Thai flag. Oh, I was going to say uh, Thailand. Oh my gosh, well, I should have just said only, it. If oh. Only you had, Noreen. But, uh, but no, never, never mind on this occasion. Um, so at the end of last week, as well as the study um, that was made uh, public in Australia, the Thai government um, approved a 55 billion baht um, support measure for rice farmers, which translates into uh, just under 12 billion Hong Kong dollars. This is to support the industry of rice growing and storage. The... Um, They've got this very big spend then. So uh, it's, I mean, 12 billion Hong Kong dollars um, for, the, uh, for the financial year 2023 to 24 to help farmers and cooperatives who are growing and selling rice to delay the sale of fresh uh, rice, which is cultivated um, uh, from the many rice paddies in Thailand, if the prices on the market are quite low when they are ready to sell because it can be bad luck obviously for farmers if they happen to be uh, you know taking in their harvest and needing to sell at a time when the market is low so basically the government is intervening with market prices in order to get farmers a better deal they will get an option farmers to delay their selling of freshly harvested paddy rice for up to five months with the government offering a fixed price like uh, you know an average decent price market price for um for when they do sell it and also they will help them with the cost of storage giving them a subsidy um and that's aiming to absorb uh three million tons of rice to be stored and kept under um, government seal until there is a good time to for the farmers to to sell it, but they will be paid um, before uh, the uh, the date that they handed over. So this is this is really quite a quite a big thing that's going to help uh, because the world Thai uh, rice demand has been up and up. It's one of the world's largest rice producers and exporters. I mean, we know about it very well in Hong Kong. If you go to any supermarket or or the old fashioned big sacks of rice sellers around showing one saying pun and around those areas they um you know they've always got a lot of different thai rice in 2022 thailand produced about 21.5 million tons of rice 
and uh, 5.6 million were exported to more than 150 countries. Wow, that's so incredible. That, it, it's, big, it's big figures, but actually it's quite interesting how much Thailand kept for itself. 21.5 million tonnes million tons um and, because uh, they because they are a, a big population and they eat a lot of rice as well yeah they do they do but and they probably only, have to stockpile some just in case yeah that's true have a reserve yeah a reserve, but but, yeah. but, but 5.6 million out of 21.5 million that's uh, we're exported it's funny because uh, to 150 countries it just shows you i mean if they're going around 150 countries and kept in stock on a regular basis that's that. I mean, these are colossal amounts that are being sold. So I think the government has recognised what what a huge industry this is. Maybe also with some reflection after you know. I mean, things have been back to normal in Thailand for a good couple of years now for tourism. But it's um, but it's but it but it did take a massive hit in that uh, during the whole COVID period uh, from uh, you know from from a, from a very big industry in Thailand. So maybe it's uh, wanting to focus hedge its bets with uh, you know some other. Uh, profit-making industries that it has, and rice is certainly one of them. Um, it, it, um, it, it, the um, the article that I that I read on this mentioned um, that uh, there was some thinking that the export figures uh, are not that huge because uh, because as you said, uh, rice in various forms from rice flour to rice noodles so it's pummeled and made into you know noodles and other rice products for let's say sticky rice cakes which are very popular in thailand and all sorts of uh, sweets as well which is um it, it's uh, you know it's very very heavily in demand and um current trends in thailand's rice production are um for higher grade of uh, of of rice so brown rice is on the up because you don't really see too much of that around hong kong thai grown brown rice there's a little bit of it that i've seen but not that much and they um they are also trying um different types of fragrant rice uh with pandanus leaf uh aroma and infusion and uh and different types of grade of glutinous rice um, some of it uh, so that it is easier on the digestion uh, because uh, the, the glutinous rice can be quite heavy. Yes, so, and in that, Chinese medicine, it, um, if you have joint aches and stuff, shouldn't have glutinous rice. It's not so good. Oh, really? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Gout oh, or, or inflammation or arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, have less glutinous rice because um, it's very, ah. yeah. Okay, listen up, listeners. If you have a few joint issues, um, that's a, that's a TCM belief, then yes. Yes, that's right. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, expanding markets just quickly uh, to to end this uh, um, for for Thailand that they're looking into now are ones in Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America because they already have a very popular presence in Asia with China, Japan, uh, Indonesia, Malaysia, and the Philippines all being quite big customers in the region so that was what I, all i wanted to say really about uh, about different food news from around the world today don't forget to uh, to have a look if you fancy before the end of the month a treat of a meal just have a look see if you fancy anything see what you think the prices are like it's chilleat.diningcity.hk for that one 
Excellent. It's, it's a great initiative to attract tourists, but like you said, it's great that the locals can also enjoy a bit, a, a bit of the treat as well. Absolutely, Noreen. Exactly. Well, Andrew, as usual, thank you so much for such a great chat and so much variety. Um, And I'm sure our listeners can revisit some of our chats as well online. Thank you so much. Until next week. Bye for now. Great. Thanks, Noreen.